Play by Play on Sports Joe and Her, brought to you by AIG, in support of 20 by 20. It is the final episode of the season. It's going to be a pretty jam-packed one. I'm going to be joined later on by Cork Camogie player Amy O'Connor. We're going to be talking about bit of camogie she's done pretty well at the weekend with club and um, i'm going to be dragging producer slash pain in the ass neve mar out the forefront so we can talk about how good i am and how well the season went and um, but first we're going to be chatting to uh, sarah colgan co-founder and md of along came a spider and the brains behind 20 by 20 campaign sarah thanks so much for coming on the show Thanks very much for having me. So um, I guess we just get right into it. We can, I guess we, you mind sharing a little bit about your career and how Along Came a Spider came about? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Along Came a Spider actually came about because uh, so I beforehand uh, had been working as a television producer for about 13 years um, at MTV and then the BBC in London. Oh, so you can give me pointers on like, Jen, what you're doing is completely wrong there. That's how I would recommend you doing it. That kind of thing. That, that's exactly great. it. That's this exactly it. I think you're doing great, great, by the way, Jen. Thanks, yeah. Um, and uh, while I was working at the BBC, Heather Sorrenton, who is my partner in crime in all senses, uh, uh, basically was working at Saatchi. So she was in advertising while I was in entertainment. And um, we came back to Dublin and Heather, it was Heather's kind of brainchild along came a spider originally. And um, she tricked me into, into coming into business with her because we're best mates and we never had, we were flatmates in London, but we never thought we'd go into business together. And, you know, I, I thought, okay, I'll do it for, you know, a couple of weeks and then I'll leg it. And <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, I didn't know. And, and actually, it's been absolutely amazing. Um, it's brilliant uh, to work with your best mate. And now we're, we're eight people. We're like a, a, a small team of very experienced people. Um, <clears throat> and all of us have come from, I think, bigger organizations. But along came a spider, really, the founding principle was to use the expertise that we've all gained in our respective fields to do something to have a positive impact on society. So that's really, like for Heather and I, that's what gets us out of bed in the morning. If, if we're doing work that we can be proud of and that we really feel has a purpose and makes a difference. Um, so 20 by 20 was, was, was born from that, and I that suppose. that ticked all the boxes. And was there any particular reason why you pivoted towards women's sports? So the initial conversations for 20 by 20 came up um, over the Christmas holidays in December 2017. And um, Heather and I started talking about it and it's something we were really passionate about. We brought it into the office and we started thinking about, okay, why and can it ever get to, you know, be part of this into our cultural DNA, the way men's sport is. And we had very heated and passionate (laughs) conversations about it. Um, and and we, I suppose, developed it and um, came up with the concept um, for the 20% increases in attendance at women's games and events, media coverage for women in sport and participation at all levels. Um, but really, you know, what, what drove Heather and I at the very beginning to, to conceptualise it in the first place was to change our mindset around girls and women in sport. Um, so the 20% increases are there and they're measurable and they're, that's really important. But really, it's to look at can women's sport become part of who we are and what we follow as a nation? I think like, yeah, even when you're talking about it this way, it's you kind of grow up watching Gaelic football and knowing when... You know, there's a county filing on and it's it's like we myself and Mackers and whoever's on, like it's it's nearly like osmosis. We learn about it and are passionate about it straight away. And that even act of having to look for the yeah. female equivalent, sometimes it does deaden or it like it they're they're 
there it doesn't seem to be as much passion sometimes there is when people know about it but even getting it out there so that people can see and like even like I know we've bumped into each other at like um, women's soccer games mm. and stuff and it's 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 great because like even five years ago I was going to that games and you'd have the really passionate supporters and you'd have like a mix of you know parents of players and friends of players and now we're getting to see more of oh the Irish team are playing and yes. you know this is an important game so it's like is it when you're going to those games yeah. yourself is it nice to kind of look around and be like oh like we we might have brought more people into the stadium because of what we've done. Yeah, that's really nice. Um, and I think, you know, looking even at, 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 at this year, looking at, you know, the five attendance records that have been broken, you know, across um, rugby and across for, for the Six Nations, mm. actually, with start of the year, and for ladies football and for Camogie uh, uh, and then for that, that game, actually, against the Ukraine. You know, that does. I mean, I think for anybody who was at them, you feel that you're part of a change and you can feel the atmosphere um, starting to shift. Um, and, and hopefully for hockey uh, this weekend as well. Yeah, that's going to be an absolute cracker. So, because um, it's disappointing the men didn't get off to a controversial yeah. decision right at the end. So, we'll, move, we'll, we'll completely <laughs> skip that. We won't need to talk about that anyway. Um, and do you feel that now you spoke about, do you feel that there is a culture shift? Um, and where do you think that culture shift can can lead to? Like I think I can see it now a little bit, but where do you want it to get to? Well, I think th yeah, the culture shift is where you want, and, and really what you're looking for is fifty fifty. And you know we're nowhere near that. And I know that you know last week Neve was talking about you know twenty percent off a pretty low base is yeah. is is pretty little, and you know like we couldn't agree more. But you can't. For 20 by 20, it's never about ramming women's sport down people's throats, you know, it's, it's, and it's not about ticking boxes. In order to get something that is culturally part of, you know, what we, what we do as a society and, and, and you know, what we, what we do as families and communities and things like that, we need to start somewhere. And for some, 20% increase is actually pretty oh, abysmal. Yeah. And, and for others, it's... it's and, and so really looking at the... The, you know, whether it's media coverage or whether it's participation or the attendance, if you make it more visible, and I suppose this is the reason for the tagline, if she can't see it, she can't be it. It's not just seeing, you know, female athletes on posters or on billboards or in the media. It's seeing the girls on your road go off to play on a Saturday morning. It's seeing your mother as a coach. It's seeing your family want to cheer around the, uh, you know, crowd around the telly and cheer at a women's competition and seeing your neighbours want to, you know, get into the car and, and the ritual of, of, of going, buying tickets to, to a women's game. It's an organic, it's more an organic build-up rather than something that's like a, a force, like, yeah. oh, we should do this because it's a, a good yeah, thing. or because the women deserve it or they yeah. need us to or we should, whatever. There is, and, and look, you'll know this, Jenny, more than anybody else, the product is good. It's just about making the noise. And that is what 20 by 20 is about. It's about making it more visible by, by whether it's going to see it, whether it's watching, you know, seeing more people in your class or in your team or in your, on your street play um, and seeing it in the media. And, and what women's sport has already, the successes and the stories and everything are there, but just we just don't hear about them enough. Yeah, well, Louise Quinn is now in a colouring book, like so. We're not going to yeah, hear the end is, of that. Actually, yeah. Oh my gosh, it's going to be like that's going to wreck my head. That's a brilliant colouring book. Yeah, yeah, so I already kind of know what she's going to get me for Christmas, which is great. Um, <laughs> so thank you for that. That is probably you're indirectly. Um, no, that's the, the like, that's my, my, my it's a brilliant idea. Really, yeah. really good. One. And it's it's great because like even thinking about 
like ourselves here at Maxim Media, there was a a bit of self-reflection. I was talking to uh, Neve Maher and, and some of the others earlier and they did, to be fair to them, have a, a kind of a look at themselves and realise like, okay, we should probably be doing something as well. Like, And it's great that they've employed me so I can't complain too much. Like hopefully around <laughs> for season two. But um, yeah, I think that like it's going great and 20 by 20, it's not going to finish now the minute like it hits that year. When is, because I, I actually, it's it's going right up to October, right? So to the end of October. So it's a two-year gig. Yeah, 24 months. And we started in October 2018. So end of October um, 2020 is, you know, is 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 how long we have to get to the 20% increases. Um, but, you know, that's not, it's not like, oh, yay, we're there and, and, and everything sorted stop, at that job, point. Done, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's a, it is a starting point. And I think, what the most important thing about 20 by 20 is are, are the people that have supported it. Um, and it, it, it's not a long came of spiders. It's 20 by 20 is everybody who has come. And, and uh, crucially, that has been Irish sport um, in terms of the, the national governing bodies of sport, like the GAA, the LGFA, um, uh, Camogie, FAI, all of them, um, who have signed up on the local sports partnerships. Um, and that is thanks to a brilliant partnership with the Federation of Irish Sport. Um, uh, which was crucial. So having the support of Irish Sport and, and signing up to that 20 by 20 charter from what, for all of those governing bodies is, is so important, as is the support um, from the media, you know, maximum media included, but um, as well as the support from grassroots, from teachers, from clubs, um, from coaches, um, and support from the Irish public as well. So it doesn't work if only one of those put. Yeah, it has yeah. to be everyone needs to pull their weight in order for this thing to... Yeah. To work and embed. And I think this thing is something that is owned by, by if, if all of those different factions continue to support it, because there is only a certain window that we have for women's sport. You know, we can't, you know, I, 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 I look, I know and you know that, you know, what's out there is brilliant. Um, but th- there is, there is, you know, there's a, a plenty of people that will say, you know, it'll need to stand on its own two feet at some point. And this, this is why, I think this is such a key time for women's sport because it will get there with the support of the, the, the governing bodies, for the kind of from top down as well as from grassroots level, as well as from the media, as well as from the, the public. Um, and sorry, crucially, you know, in terms of the visibility of it and in terms of kind of the, the optics men's sport for so long has been, you know, it will have better funding and it'll have better sponsors and it'll have bigger name, brand names attached. And I think what's been really important um, in terms of 20 by 20 is having AIG, KPMG, Investec, Lidl and Three, five global names come together for women's sport has been really, really important. And I think that shows from the from the brands like 20 by 20 wouldn't exist without those five brands they've been they've entirely funded the whole thing um but from sport um and and from the media by supporting it you're you're saying that women in sport have value um and you're making it more visible and there's so much knock on to that i think that like i'm thinking about it from a player's perspective if if more people are coming to the games and we're getting more media coverage then we need to be playing better. And in order for us to play better, you need to put more into the team in terms of, you know, full-time coaches or, you know, extra support. And it's I think it puts, in a nice way, pressure to do well because that kind of pressure, it's not just coming now from players or it's not just coming, it's like a strong push from a lot of different angles. And, like, you can see it now, like, even with women's soccer, they're, 
Not that they weren't performing before, but like all those extra people that are coming to games, I don't care. Like they like those. It does. It does does have an impact. Like it's an extra. You're feeling that bit more fatigued, or you're like I have to chase back this, and you do get there that bit quicker as well. And I think a lot of the time that extra volume makes a huge difference. So like the results kind of turn and obviously it would be great to see at the end of this 20 by 20 campaign a qualification for a major a major tournament by the women's team and also, you know, Olympic qualification for the hockey. It's coming up um, November as well. So get out there, get your yeah. bums on seats. Sorry, that was my push there. <laughs> I like it. My aggressive I like it. <laughs> um, and okay, so we've had, we've seen like through the course of 20 by 20 um, you know, can't see, can't be, um, and all these little kind of, I guess, focuses, parts. Of what's next in the campaign for you guys coming up? Do you have... Uh... Yeah, so it's basically the... the it's divided, I suppose, if you if you look at it timing-wise, into five different chapters or five different messages. So the beginning, what we wanted to do was just make people aware that this it's it's deeply ingrained, this subliminal bias, but it does exist. Um, and look at just our perception of, of of women's sport. Actually, I hate the term women's sport, much for women in sport, but uh, sometimes it's just necessary to explain what it is versus men's. Um, and, um, you know, we had the International Women's Day um, call to action for everybody to show your stripes and pledge one action for women and girls in sport. And that was uh, off the charts in terms of, you know, what people did and, and the effect it had in different communities across different sports. Um, and And then the second chapter was looking at the importance we all hold in seeing and being seeing role models and being a role model for a girl in sport and there was the hero your hero so we're just about to launch now the third chapter um which I can't say much about yet that's fine um, keep, but keep them yeah. interested yeah that's fine yeah <laughs> um, but that's happening over the next few weeks so that will continue um and and and, and into then looking at participation and and then on to the future um but 20 by 20 is now looking at how, because we're inundated with, you know, um, whether it's elite athletes, grassroots, grassroots athletes, uh, clubs, coaches, um, parents, fans, even the media are saying how this is brilliant and how can we join the movement and how can we support. So we're now looking at how we can structure that more to, to go more into to grassroots because, um the support from Irish sport so far has been brilliant and with the Federation of Irish Sport having 71 sporting bodies sign up to the same charter it's not is unprecedented. Yeah, yes. it's, it's, that's, it's you, brilliant. You can, you can tap yourself on the back. Um, you can, Heather's not here. You can take all the credit. No, I can't. I can't. Heather should be here. Um, but uh, basically looking now at, so um, uh, just in the last couple of weeks, out of 31 national universities in Ireland, 26 have now signed um, uh, 20 by 20 charter and um, so with student sport Ireland that's a, again it's a, a, a really big thing so yeah. it's looking basically at how we can bring the objectives of 20 by 20 right across the country um, and, and more into grassroots um, that's so you're pretty busy then for the it's busy yeah, it's busy, but like you seem to be enjoying it. Yeah, so. it's busy. Do you know what? We're a small team, but 20 by 20 is what it is because of all of those different, you know, without the support of Irish media and without the support of sport and without the support of our five sponsors um, and, and uh, you know, the public, it, that's, 
I think everybody coming together to stand behind this and everyone is coming from totally different parts of women in sport and has been working in it for, you know, decades and, and some kind of joining new to the table. Um, but this is a chance to really put it on the agenda um, if everybody moves at the same time. And that's why we think this is so exciting in terms of kind of what's happening now and, the you know, taking the, the temperature of culture generally. Sarah, thanks so much for, for coming on and, and chatting away and kind of sharing and we're not sharing too much of what's next to come for 20 by 20, but like keeping it in the bag. So <laughs> keep that we can, in the bag, yeah. Keep in the bag. So like, <laughs> be like, keep, give, like, you don't want to share too much either. So um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what's coming up around the corner. Um, nice do you want to, do you want to, is there any other message you want to get out there before, before we call cut and leave Mara makes me put on a ridiculous Halloween costume or? I uh, know I want to see your costume. Oh, yeah, we're all great. Good. I, mean, I can't, I can't wait for that. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Cheers. That is Sarah Falgan. Thanks guys. Play by play on Sports Joe and Her. All right, we're back. That was Sarah Colgan from the 20 by 20 campaign, the brains behind that. But joined now, we are with all-star extraordinaire Cork Muggy player, Amy O'Connor. Amy, that was, that was an all right intro. <laughs> I feel like that was pretty good. Yeah. Like you told me to say loads of other stuff as well, <laughs> but I, I kind of reined it in there. I kept it kind of simplistic. Is that all right? Thanks. Yeah, yeah. How are you keeping anyway? Um, good, yeah. Got the all-star pretty recently, so you still... Yeah, still delighted with that, thank God. Um, it was a great uh, great night and great night back at the club afterwards with the homecoming. Um, my whole club turned out to welcome me home, so uh, that was a great thing to be a part of. So are you still, like, when you pop down to the shops, do you still have it on being kind of like, <laughs> I'll get the milk later? Kind of like, does it get you any no, leeway Definitely locally? brought back down to earth straight away. So. Oh, sound, sound. So the ego hasn't expanded massively just <laughs> I yet? I don't think so. No, no. <laughs> I okay, hope well, not. We'll talk, we'll talk, I'm sure your mates will let you know if, <laughs> if they have. Um, how was the night itself? Very good. It was a lovely night uh, to spend with my family. Um, and then after we came home on the Sunday, my club surprised me basically with a homecoming and the whole club turned up so that was lovely and um, I was shocked um, and it was brilliant it was a brilliant night in the club afterwards so it was a great honour for me to bring it back to the club so a nice relaxing kind of lovely weekend. night yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice a sherry or two yeah maybe a riak if you're feeling a bit mad and a nice cheese board sounds like sounds good yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and how the season how the season go with Cork like I know Obviously not getting to an all-around final, but are you looking forward to, to building on for next year, even though it's a, it's a while away? Yeah, um, I suppose at the end of the day, it was a very disappointing season for Cork. And in Cork, like, winning, not winning is not good enough. And at the end of the day, all we look at is winning an All-Ireland at the end of every year. And unfortunately, that wasn't the case this year. So it was a very disappointing year on our behalf. Um, we won the Munster, which was great, but... Um, our goal, as I say, at the start of every year is to win an All-Ireland and we didn't, so it was a very disappointing year in Cork. Um, but we look forward to building on it. Um, I think at the moment we're probably looking at a couple of years of rebuilding. Um, we need to find some We need to find some young new players. Um, and we just, I think it'll be a process of rebuilding for us, mind games aside with Galway and Kilkenny, it's always mind games with us, but I genuinely think we're going to go through maybe a rebuilding stage and I'm not really sure how long that's going to take us. Um, so, yeah. And is it is it more just, you know, the players, you know, player, more experienced players are stepping away from the game and it's so tough to fill those kind of boots as well? Um, well, I'm not even sure if there's anyone going to step away and 
to be honest, I, I honestly don't know, but even if there was, it's not my place really to say for them if they are going to step away. Um, but I just think, I think it's time now that we start to rebuild, we start something new. Um, and I know we've won the last two All-Ireland minors, so there's players there hopefully that can potentially fill the boots, as big a boots as they are. So, um, look, I, I do believe that it could be a rebuilding stage and I'm not sure it could be next year we yeah. could succeed with that, but it might be a few years, so... Um, hopefully it'll all go well for us yeah the whippersnappers when they come up like yeah sometimes they can really in a, in a pleasant way surprise you and be yeah. like oh geez I'm gonna have to like up my game as well <laughs> yeah. so that's no, having that drive like yeah. yeah it can be good they can be absolutely wrecked the heads their taste in music is <laughs> absolutely appalling yeah. but like you know yeah so yeah like it, it's it's going to be an interesting time for Cork Mogi um we're going to have to look outside of what we have already obviously that wasn't enough for this year we got knocked out in the semi-final, albeit by one point. But I do think potentially there's other players in the county that we're going to have to look at and hopefully that they'll bring us on even more. Well, even the fact that you're kind of like, you know, hitting hitting a, an All-Ireland semi-final, like as you were saying before, that's not that's not good enough for Cork and wanting to rebuild and look even when something, you know, not necessarily isn't broken, but like we want we want to get silverware so you're perfectly happy to... Perfectly happy. It's always tough restructuring and reframing, but looking ahead is good. But we'll go back a little bit first. So you weren't, you're not just wholly uh, a camogie player. Heard you've uh, heard you're a decent, decent footballer <laughs> as well. Like, uh, yeah, I played soccer um, a good bit until I was nineteen, I suppose. Until I started kind of, until basically until Paddy Murray gave me a ring and asked me to come on to the senior camogie team, and then that was me done. <laughs> you're saying you're saying like oh, I I played a little bit of soccer, but like you you were kind of in the Irish setup and there and thereabouts as well. That's not that's not bad going. Yeah, I I I took it very seriously at the time. It was I probably put camogie on the back burner for a few years, um, and I played loads of times. I suppose with the under I played 15, 17, 19s. Went to the European Championships semi-final with Ireland as well. So that was a good experience. Um, but to be honest, as soon as Polly Murray gave me the phone call, that was it. My dream had come true there and then. So that was me done with my soccer career. And I was gl- it was probably the best decision I ever made. So it sounds like it was kind of a fairly easy decision then. Like, like at the time, looking back, I probably made a bigger deal of it than what it actually was because at the end of the day, I always knew what I was going to do. Mm. Um, I continued to play soccer in college because I was on a soccer scholarship. That was how I got my scholarship in the first place. So I did continue to play soccer. But as soon as I made the senior panel, that's where my focus lay. And that's what I wanted to do. Well, it, hasn't, it hasn't worked out too bad for you. You know, yeah. it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty good going. <laughs> it's, it, yeah, like obviously four, like four All-Ireland medals later and like... You'd want yeah, that's that's definitely better than not too bad going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> and obviously I'm very very happy with that. But like, I do think that the two All Irelands then that we didn't win is kind of I find them harder to take. Obviously, yeah. Um, so they kind of haunt me more than the ones we've won. Um, I suppose when after the first one you just get greedy, you'll never have enough. Um, and then I was lucky enough to be involved in such a successful team, um, that you do get greedy and the four is not enough like we want to win more but as I say the restructuring now that's going to take place um, the rebuilding process I suppose we're going to have to find new players and try to catch the likes of Galway and Kilkenny who are in the final this year Well like even the fact that like you've got you know teams like that setting the bar is only you know that's what we need to hit and that's what we need to get by and then as well I know you're like talking about being greedy but like there's no if you settle you're dead yeah. in terms of like you can't ever 
I don't think you can you can look back at games and be like, oh, that was a really good memory, but the the the, the nicest medal that you get is the next one. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like I can I can understand your your pain and frustration. Yeah. <laughs> um. But speaking about so we have we have plenty of good news this week as well. So um, Littlewoods have renewed their um their sponsorship camogie across the board for for you having such a big name behind the sport how how good has that been just as a player to see that since Littlewoods have come on board with the camogie it's been brilliant so like as you say Littlewoods is such a big brand and it's good for people outside of camogie even to see that they're involved with a sport like camogie and I think they have great ideas as well like they're kind of their meaning behind their sponsorship and the kind of campaigns they run are very good and they're very interesting for people even outside of Camogie. And I think the more they build on that, the bigger Camogie will get. So it is, it's brilliant for the sport and I've really enjoyed being involved with Littlewoods. I've been involved with them for the last two or three years and every year they get better and better and better and it's improving the promotion of Camogie having such a big brand like Littlewoods Ireland involved. So it's going to be an exciting year next year then for... Yeah, what's ahead do you, have, do you have any do you, do you have any like idea what's ahead or they're like no no you're the face we can't tell you everything straight away <laughs> no like. I have no idea what's ahead but I, I'm sure it'll be brilliant their last league campaign um, the idea was it was brilliant it was like how women should be in the spotlight and we should know our place that it is in the spotlight and I thought that was a very good idea and how they did the campaign was brilliant as well so I'm looking forward to seeing what their campaign is going to be like this year and like we speak a little bit about like last week we spoke about marketing and how you know, a lot of the time we want to know where it goes and because you know how impactful it can be, you'll see, like, you know, we had increased numbers going to the All-Ireland Finals, but we, we don't want it just for the All-Ireland Finals. We want it for the semis and we want it for those big club games. Um, are, like, what would you like to see in terms of, you know, marketing for Camogie to, to push that even more so that we're talking about, you know, the way people talk a lot about hurling, but how we can kind of start talking about camogie in, in a not like a similar way but with that amount of passion and support behind it i think the likes of little woods the likes of those bigger brands getting involved can only help um like again looking at other counties outside of cork the fact that aig sponsored both male and female um ga the same in mayo i think it's elveries um i think that stuff like that will kind of help the game help promote camogie help promote ladies football um, and then it, in terms of attendances, I always see like, oh, the ladies football are much more, they're further ahead than the camogie. But I, I sometimes don't think that's fair because having a Dublin team in an All-Ireland final in Crow Park is going to attract minimum 10,000 more people at the matches. So if you can imagine, say, Dublin were in the All-Ireland camogie final this year, I can guarantee you that the attendance probably would have reached maybe 35,000, 40,000. And I don't think it's fair that the camogie is constantly being compared, compared. to the football when Dublin are in it. I think it's much easier for, obviously, for a family from Dublin to go to the final than a family coming from Cork, say, because of the journey up, the cost, everything like that. So I do think that that we kind of need to stay away with comparing ourselves to the ladies' football. And in fairness to them, they are probably that bit ahead. But I still think comparing the attendances is not the way to go. Um, so That's like, that's your stance on it. Yeah. And like, if you, if you were able to, or if you were like able to, shoot out one message to basically not like people the guys that like tune and listen majority of them are like passionate about women in sport and like whatever but if you could 
whack out a message everyone being like, this is what Camogie is. Um, is there anything in particular that you'd be like, this is the message that I'd like to give so that they do rock up to a game because this is what they're going to see? Well, in my like in my opinion, I play Camogie because I absolutely love it. And I think it's the best sport in the world that women can play. It's like the amount of skill that's involved in the game, the amount of work that goes in by the athletes, I suppose we can call ourselves now. You can um, behind definitely the, call yourselves <laughs> Behind the scenes. And the, as I say, the amount of skill, the speed of players, the strength and conditioning has come up fierce in the last few years. And I just think if people could get out and see a camogie game, um, just to see the skill that's involved in it. And it, it, like, it, it is the best sport in, in the world a woman can play. And I have no problem saying that. Um, and I just think that, that message should be loud and clear, like that it's the fastest sport a woman can play, it's the most skillful sport a woman can play. And I think that, say, I always say that, like, you'd go to a Cork Senior men's game at home in Parky Ring or Parky Cueve, and there'd be hundreds of little girls there with their dads and their mams and their brothers. But if their parents took them to a camogie game instead of taking them to um, a hurling game. First of all, they'd save themselves a fortune because camogie games are much cheaper. But it would also kind of instill in the children that going to a men's game is going to going to this, go is the same as going to. You're say, going to watch it. You're, you're going, going to watch, to watch a, decent, a hurling decent, game. Yeah. And I think like that's actually important as well. That like camogie and hurling, they're the same thing really. Um, obviously the rule changes and there's slightly different rules and stuff but at the end of the day it's the same thing and I don't see why a woman can't be as good as a man obviously there's going to be things like a woman mightn't be able to strike the ball as long as a man but that's only kind of based on physiology and science because men are naturally going to be stronger more physical but I do think that if we can get more parents bringing their little girls especially because it does drive me mad when I go to a game and I see little girls and I'm like, why aren't they at our games? Because like you could go to our games and there mightn't be many people at it. There might be, like not exaggerating, 100 people at the match. Like There'd be more people at a club game. So that can be frustrating, but I think if we can just get the message out there that bring your little girl to a game, it might inspire her to to play. So you have, like with someone like Littlewoods coming in and it being more visible, because even like you're flicking through the, through the channels and you're seeing it on TG4 and... Like, especially when you do catch a good game, like, you you stick with the channel and you're... Like, like I'm from Kildare, so it wouldn't necessarily be considered a Camogie stronghold. <laughs> yeah. Even though, like, to be fair, the Camogie, the team now, are like, they've had some really good wins. Um, but, you know, they wouldn't be... They wouldn't be talked about in the same kind of manner as, the, you know, the Galways, Kilkenny's... Um, so, which is fine, we're, we're, we're building, <laughs> we're in a building phase as well. Yeah. Um, but having, you know, again, like you said, like that, if people do get to the games and watch, I think, and not in a, not in a patronising way, but they will be pleasantly surprised about what is on show and like what is capable on the pitch. Like we've, even like if you, if you go on YouTube, did my research, you like Amy O'Connell and there's some absolute cracker points <laughs> being served that like, any gender would be like, I wouldn't mind scoring that in Crow Park. Like, it's not too bad. Amy, thanks so much for coming on the show. Exciting things ahead with Littlewoods Ireland. Uh, looking forward to seeing some cracking games on our screens. Uh, don't go away. We're going to have Neve Mar back on the show. She's going to be rocking a delightfully fashionable beanie. And we're going to be looking at the highlights from season one. Play by play on Sports Joe and her. So we're back. <laughs> the final section of play by play season, season one. one and i'm joined by 
Avril Lavigne skater boy lookalike. Come on. Neve Mar. I have to explain. I'm wearing the beanie because I was at the gym earlier. Yeah. And I don't want people to see my hair underneath this because obviously mm-hmm. I didn't have time to do it. So this is due to sports. So you were heavily sportsing, right? I was sportsing so hard today. Ripping some bicep curls yeah. in front of the mirror. And I'm vegan now as well, so it's even harder for me to sports. Okay, right. <laughs> um, if, if anyone doesn't follow Neve Mar on social media, she became a vegan 18 hours ago? No, no, no. Like um, more like four or five hours ago. Four or five hours ago, yeah. yeah. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. But before we talk about you, yeah. let's talk about play-by-play. Play. Let's talk about play-by-play. Play. So do you have a favourite favorite part of the season? Um, this moment is ranking pretty high because mm-hmm. I'm just loving what you're wearing. I, I love that. I actually forgot for a bit <laughs> that I was wearing this stupid thing. So yeah, I'm there's, wearing no, a, there's no reason for it ex- aside from my own enjoy- power trip. enjoyment. Yeah. yeah. But it's, it's Halloween, do you know? So so you went with the kind of grunge Justin Bieber circa 2011. I'm just covering some frizzy hair, Jenny. If anything, you should know where I'm coming from here on this one. Okay. Also, sorry. Let's talk about sports. I'm so, so sorry. P-Mount did I great. heavily <laughs> put serum in my hair today just for you. <laughs> Thank you. So it's kind of relatively under control. Yeah, you can see it. Okay, we'll, we'll talk about sports now. Mm. We'll talk about sports. Um, yeah, so P-Mount got a great win yep. the weekend. Um, Women's National League champions, 8-1 win. First win in seven years that they yep. got their mitts on a trophy. So it's not too shabby going. That's pretty good. We had Amber Barrett on the show this past season. She's not with them now. She's, she's over, in Germany. She's over in Germany. But you still which we some... broke because that's what we do on this show. Mm-hmm. Bundesliga. Yeah, we are at the edge of, I don't know, we're some, we've got all the hot goss. We do, yeah. Yeah. So so what is your favourite part of the season? You didn't answer it yet. Oh, sorry. My favourite part of the season, it's really hard to kind of tell. I've really enjoyed um, you. I've enjoyed getting to know you a little bit more. I've enjoyed... Your relationship with Neve McAvoy, that was incredible. Uh, Mackers in general, I think that she's a shining light and I'm going to miss her so much when she goes to Australia. She's really sad. She's a good egg. I'm really sad that she's gone, yeah. But I mean, like, oh God, off the top of my head, like the amount of people that we've had on, like, I mean, everyone from Rosemary Smith, who's just an absolute legend, Amber Barrett, like I said, Louise Quinn, uh, Jackie Hurley, Stephanie Roach, Neve McAvoy, Ashley Marr. I'm actually Tiny Rosser. I, I don't. Even, I'm actually not going to be able to say everybody, but the amount of people that we've had, Katie McCabe. Like, I'm just going to keep going. But it's just. It's gr- I'm glad that you narrowed it down to one moment. <laughs> yeah. Great. It's, to be honest, I really enjoyed the live shows that we did. I really enjoyed um, the live shows that we did around the Women's World Cup. I thought that was absolutely amazing. And I really enjoyed the one that we did before the All-Ireland Final as well. Um, I loved having those moments because they were before really massive moments for for women's sport. And I thought that it was really nice to kind of mark them. And also, I just really enjoyed the social interaction that we got off the back of this show. Do you know, like I really enjoyed the amount of athletes that were getting in touch with me. I really enjoyed when, like, you guys were tagging me in your Leinster rugby trainings and being like, this has to go on play-by-play and stuff like that. It felt like the show was was having an impact and really kind of connected. I'm still blown away that, I don't mean this in a bad way, that people actually listen to me talk. Well, yeah. Or, like, but, like, anyone in general. I just am, like, I assume that 
the listening is like, oh, maybe my brother, if he's bored, is tuning in and maybe some family members. And I'm sure uh, Neve McAvoy's boyfriend is always being told, you know, listen to that. We didn't talk about him enough. Yeah. We didn't talk about Neve McAvoy's boyfriend enough on the show. (laughs) We will. We will when she's gone in season two. Yeah, we will. Um, (laughs) We might even get him on. (laughs) It was was actually just really nice that you were kind of like, oh, you're not doing a bad job, so keep that up. But this is the thing. I feel like this show kind of hit into something that was missing in the industry in terms of, you know, having a sports show where there was obviously really good analysis of, of sport and there was also just a bit of crack and a bit of fun and a bit of personality. And, like, we haven't seen that before. I've definitely not seen that before. And, like, I've followed sports for years and I think that it was missing and I think you know we've definitely accomplished that I'm not going to blow smoke up your ass but like a lot of that was to do with you so that's mm. good well I'll done take it. You, played, I'll take it. you played a blinder mm. but Great. No, no big deal so I was basically your favourite stand-up moment for that's season one that's not what I said that's, what, that's, that's, what, that's how I, I'm reading it that's not what I said at but we, all. we actually have a little highlight reel we there, do there, have a little gonna... highlight reel yeah, yeah of all of it's um, just me it's just basically close-up images of me it's a lot of you it's a lot of yeah. you cursing um, but yeah it's kind of a little synopsis of of season one, so sure I'll let you intro it. You're the you're the presenter. Well, you've just done it, so <laughs> yeah. Let's have a look at that that Neve just intro there. Smashed it. Hey, I'm Jenny Murphy, rugby player. I'm joined by Dublin footballer Neve McAvoy, ultimate frisbee champ, European champion, Myrna. We're going to throw around this disc and see who is crap at it. <laughs> <laughs> Macker is going to be crap at it. <laughs> That was Ruben Pinder there. You can follow him on, I was going to say Tinder, but it's actually... (laughs) (laughs) But are there any attributes that the women's game have that the men's doesn't? We don't dive about, I think, a lot of the time. What's the most exciting thing about seeing all of these incredible women play sport? Um, Well, that they haven't been on the TV before. exciting to have them on the TV. They run all these campaigns all the time, how they're empowering people, how you go Serena Williams, like they jumped on the Kaepernick thing. You know, we we love all this stuff, but that's so so fraud if that's the case, if that's the stance they took with a a woman becoming pregnant. One of the stages was uh, 60 hours, 60 hours, and that was in the Andes. But you see, if, if it was things like that nowadays, it would be on every paper, in every magazine. I started with boys when I was younger. Um, so going out and, and beating a boy in a race or sticking one in the back of the net, um, it always felt good and you always wanted more of it. As they were going to engage, basically one of the, the opposition, one of the girls gave a quick peck on the cheek to, to their opposite top prop and completely threw off the setup of the prop. So then they engaged was completely off balance and off I'm really sorry Eilish <laughs> what, did, did, what did you do with it? what did you do that's was what it? I did <laughs> Saturday is back to three three sessions a day Jesus. two runs in gym and then a Sunday's long run day so get up in the morning do a long run and then get to mass get to <laughs> mass <laughs> try to get it all wrapped up so we can get to mass give him a like yeah swipe what I'm saying she here is she was a bit less competitive, so we're giving it to her. Um, Thank you. You're Thank welcome. you so much. This is bullshit. This is bullshit. 
look, I think there is an onus on us to kind of show these girls that this is what the future can be like, but they need to see it. And we all need to have an impact in that. Their parents need to do it. Their teachers need to do it because they need to realize that these girls have massive opportunity to be sports people if that's what they want to be. Right, so there you have it. There is a little highlight reel of no. It no. was so amazing. Yeah. No, I was just saying well done. I was Oh, I thought you were cutting in saying no. like, no, Jen, that's a terrible intro back into it, so just do it again. Because that, normally that's what you do. That would be the norm, yeah. No, I was just But that was okay. I, don't I have was to... just applauding you. I was oh, saying nice. like, wow, that was great. So I don't have to restart that bit. You don't have to restart that bit, no. All right. Well it's, it's actually funny, the ultimate frisbee thing which we started on in that clip, um, that did so well on social media. And I could tell when I kind of pitched it to you and Neve originally you know, there was a little bit of, not, you guys weren't pushing back, but I could tell that you were a bit like, are we actually just going to go and play frisbee in the courtyard? But I knew that your competitive nature was just going to go, mm. um, And no, I'm still annoyed because Mackers didn't actually win. It was a draw. She was so fancy that day as well. She wore, like, she was in a dress and she beat me. She yeah. didn't beat me, sorry, she drew. So Yeah, it's the only time she wore a dress for the entire season and I got her to play ultimate frisbee. Yeah. Um, it's a non-contact sport though. I think you lost out on that because you were just going for the contact straight away. But that was a highlight. And then obviously like the infamous Ruben Tinder situation, which is, that's actually my favorite moment of the whole thing. Uh, Ruben Pinder uh, works for UK, and uh, they've never met, but... One of my favourite moments was when you just kept calling his last name Tinder. It was on the brain. <laughs> I hate this so much. We're not doing this in season two. Actually, am I, am I coming back in season two or what's the crack? You're definitely going back in season two. What a great time to talk about that. Let's talk contracts. Yeah. Um, no, I think what's going to be happening for play-by-play -play season two is going to be a lot more of that, like more courtyard action, more getting you and Neve McAvoy to be fighting against each other, although it's probably not going to be Neve because she's going to be in Australia. But also, I really want to go in on actually going to more sporting events as well like I want us to kind of be there pitch side you saw from that video we got to go and like interview a lot of people out and about at different events which which happen all the time and sometimes you can't get to them or sometimes everybody's busy and stuff like that so I think we want to really cover a lot more of the actual sport and I want to talk more about like the other elements of sport like nutrition and the psychology behind sport and that's, are you just are you just bringing in nutrition now because you're like oh I've been a vegan for 18 hours so it's something that I think we should really be talking about okay it's eight hours it's not 18 hours I was trying to make you Sound seem legit. a little bit less shitty so than... basically I watched the game changers uh, documentary on Netflix and yeah I'm gonna try I'm trying I'm trying it out just to see how I feel in terms of energy and in terms of recovery and stuff like this now I am aware that I'm gonna have to work out in order to see any of that stuff um, but there's a lot of interesting science in it Jenny Murphy watch that <laughs> I don't work for the documentary or anything. I just, I had a really nice vegan chili this evening and it was, it was a delight. So we'll get into our um, nutrition a little bit more in season two as well. Can't wait. Yeah. Let's get you on the vegan train. Well, stop it. I'll go. Oh man. Like, <laughs> I get slagged for my terrible, terrible jokes, yeah. but that would not make a highlight reel. I was going to say choo-choo. So what, what was your best moment of season one? Who was your most surprising guest? Um, oh man, that's really hard. Yeah. Like, I don't know. They were actually, it was, what I loved was 
the fact that I got to meet so many different athletes that I probably would never have really crossed paths with. Yeah. Like I would have known of them, yeah. but I, I never would have had like a conversation or or found out a bit more about their sport. So that was cool. And then it was nice, like myself and Mackers went on a J1 uh, mm. years ago. We didn't know each other beforehand. So it was actually really nice seeing her, you know, once a week mm. and grabbing a little bit of sushi afterwards if neither of us were going training. So it was yeah. kind of nice. Uh, yeah, there was some some good bits. Um, actually, Macker's coming in after the uh, All Ireland final. That was, was actually great. That was a great moment. Yeah, yeah. She was um, extremely hydrated. She had, she had it. Yeah, she was full. She was full up. Yeah. Did but, she? Um, did she request chips afterwards? She got chips afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, like as in, she sat on the couch and she didn't leave. And Asked for chips. I think she also requested dip as well. Yeah. But what yeah. an All Ireland winner wants, an All Ireland winner gets to be. Maybe fair. an All Star too. Fingers crossed. I will flip this table if she doesn't get an All Star. Really? Well, it's plywood, so it should flip kind of easy. Okay. But yeah, that's. I'm just saying. She, she I'm is, not biased. She's, she's smashing, yeah. So. yeah. And maybe season two, you know, play by play down under. You never know. Oh, man. Let's head to Australia. That would be so great. How who cool do, would that who be? do we need to, like, kind of nudge to make this happen? Um, I don't know. I'll, get, I'll call my people in Melbourne. Okay. And we'll, we'll see what we can do. Can we get anybody on social media to, like, maybe tweet saying, oh, we, they should definitely go to Australia because sportsing and stuff yeah I think so I think if you go with that exact line we can smash it out yeah yeah sportsing. it was succinct yeah. yeah we've got to go and, cool. uh, and get some sports. and I can going. like practice my interviewing skills your interviewing skills have come on in leaps and bounds you're an absolute superstar which yeah. I literally text you about most days out yeah, of the it's week a, it's embarrassing yeah I know yeah. it is superstar cool. um, so that's it that's season one so huh. we're wrapping up now so we're we're out until so basically everyone's ears get a break from my mm. nauseating voice for all of November, all of December. Are we back in January maybe? Yeah, yeah, possibly? yeah. We'll be back after okay. we'll be back after Christmas. We're taking a little break. We're gonna do a little revamp and then we'll be back. Sweet. So I basically just wanna give a big shout out and say thanks. Firstly to AIG and Play by Play um, yes. and Max Medium for making this Maximum Media for making this happen. Mm-hmm. Um Neve, I'm going to get a bit soppy here, but thank you as well for helping me along the way. I really appreciate it. And to all the guys in the back that tweak my voice so it doesn't sound as high-pitched. We never tweak Um, your voice. Yeah, I know. Um, And then have to... I do a lot of bloopers, so... um, the fact that they have to say an extra hour or two, I am genuinely so sorry about that. But hopefully season one, that will lessen somewhat. Yeah. You've gotten so much better at it. You really have. Mm. Yeah, it is. It's, a, it's good. Um, and then a final massive thanks to everyone that's actually tuned in and listened, listened and said really nice things for sticking with me through the unbearable intros that are so so dire <laughs> it's become like a trademark thing it really is it's the first so the like, first thing just, that people say to me those intros though uh, like, oh. yeah like i'm probably the cringier the better that's what i, I think. i'm deeply uncomfortable <laughs> with them and thank you everyone for like firstly like listening and then being like okay even though the first 20 seconds is horrific i'm gonna like stick it out for a yeah. bit so thanks <laughs> um yeah, and that's pretty much me. So, it, yeah. yeah, guys, I'll see you in the new year. Play by Play on Sports Joe and Her. Brought to you by AIG. In support of 20 by 20. 